Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Tom and Matt Attack. Uh, it's just Matt again, Tom's away, he'll be back next week, it's okay for those who miss him. Uh, this episode is an episode where we interview a Swedish needlepoint artist, Per Farga, a friend of the podcast, he used to work with me and Tom. Enjoy! Hello and uh, welcome to Tom and Matt Attack again. Uh, still in Copenhagen, still Matt alone, Thomas being fancy man in the UK. We're actually in a cafe recording this. This is a new thing. Last time we had four people on the podcast, which was a new thing, but now we're in a cafe. We're doing field recordings almost. We've got nice bedding reggae music behind us. This may become a popular thing. We may have to introduce reggae every week. Uh, but no, I'm joined by a good friend of ours, Per. Um, if you'd like to introduce yourself to the world of podcasting, that would Hello. be great. <laughs> My name is Per Fager. Uh, I'm working as a, uh, an artist. Uh, and uh, what I do is I make uh, needlepoint or embroideries based on a computer game uh, pixel graphics. Cool. Yeah, so I'm very much focused on the idea of gaming, the aesthetic and the feel of gaming, which is cool to see. Uh, we'll post up a link to some of Per stuff. Fortunately, the internet exists. Otherwise, this as a radio program would be rather uninspiring without seeing your fantastic work. So, what inspired you to do what you do? I've been playing uh, video games since I start since I started school. Yeah, and and uh, I was instantly uh, fascinated or or struck by by the the all these different components. Yeah, that that's a part of the, 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 the gaming experience. And this was a new experience to me. And, and, and it was just the, the movement and, and, uh, and, and the colors and the music and the challenge and above all the graphics. Yeah. Uh, and I could spend hours in front of the TV uh, drawing uh, the sprites, the pixel graphics on, on graph paper. Okay. So I was really, you know, this was something new, you know, I've never seen it before. And, and just being able to create uh, pictures based on, on, on these dots that, that was I was mesmerized that sounds really cool like I I mean of course like we've all been there where we've dabbled in our notebook at like math class and drawn a mushroom from Mario and stuff but you say you actually like how detailed are we talking were you literally just drawing Mario on graph paper or were yeah, you yeah I did the sprites yeah. I did the sprites so I remember I did the the sheep sheep and then the 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 sprites from the first Mario game. Yeah. Uh, and the mushrooms of course and, and things like that and, and and then as I grow grew older and I I I've been working as a designer for many years and and you can say that the the my interest in drawing and and having my own uh, creative expression sprung out of, of being inspired by the video game aesthetics because that was so new to me so it, it very early on influenced the way I draw I yeah. drew and 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 the colors and, and the style and and back then uh, it was also uh, things from Japan were still unique back then you know it yeah. was kind of 
you never seen it before and 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 uh, anime and you know what is that and and it was like a, a whole universe opening up so it inspired me early on yeah and creativity wise in, in 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 all fields and i mean it's apparent when you look at your artwork like you're not just picking things that everyone knows you're delving into things that some people aren't so familiar with like a scenes from ikaruga and metal slug and this kind of thing i just beautiful beautiful things that like it's kind of almost objectifying the art of video games kind of in the same way that warhol kind of did in a way of like you know this is a campbell soup level this is beautiful you've taken a screenshot from metal slug and it just looks fantastic that's a very good analogy because that's the core in my work many people ask me you know are you going to start drawing your own games you know making your own graphics but that's not important to me in my art history yeah D to me this is like an homage to the games yeah so i want to stay as true as possible to the experience i had playing these games yeah yeah and 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 the the, the games you see in my pictures those are the games that has given me uh, strong gaming experiences so it's not all games there's yeah. many games i don't do because either i play them and i didn't like them or i have never played them i haven't had a chance to play them yet so so it's very it's a very po personal process to me and uh, and uh, it's about my gaming experiences yeah over the years okay uh, looking at a lot of your work, it seems to stem, uh, I could be wrong about this, uh, more from like 16-bit era onwards, right? Uh, the mm, I'd say 8-bit okay. onwards, yeah. But, but, but uh, mostly 16-bit. Yeah. 16-bit, and, and, and uh, so it's in the 90s, early 90s. So it's literally just from you growing up and experiencing mm. these mm. things. Yeah. So I started on with 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 uh, when I started playing it was 8 bit but 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 not not the very early games you know many people you know they they cherish games like Ice Climber and 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 uh, the early Donkey Kong games and but that's not really my I my interest picked up a bit later yeah so so you might say it's the 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 last games of the NES era yeah. like Kirby's Adventure and and uh, little samson and all those amazing games that came very late in the life cycle of the nes and then moving on to to uh, super nintendo and, and also game boy of course yeah and i think this is why i relate a lot to your art personally because i have an older brother who handed these things down to me and so my first experiences of gaming was the end of the nes getting a game boy and super nintendo onwards mm. and so it just resonates with me personally because of that but also because these things are more vibrant i guess in terms of colors and what yeah. they the console was capable of doing then yeah they, they appeal to me more of course not i i, I don't want to say because i i i love the game boy aesthetics with four colors yeah and and so so i wouldn't say, i wouldn't want to say you know just because there's more processing power it makes them more attractive but but uh, but but there's like there's a crudeness in the very early games yeah that that some of them look nice as a picture and some of them don't so yeah but it's a matter of taste so so i prefer the late uh, nes games for starters yeah that's fair enough and obviously judging from what you're saying more of a nintendo gamer as a child or 
did you also have Mega Drive and Sega? No, I was a Nintendo gamer. Yeah. And I am a Nintendo gamer still. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm open to new experiences, I will always. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't say I. I will always be. But 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 I'm I'm very. I'm staying true to to Nintendo and their values and and the way they approach gaming, which is unique and, and important today. Yeah. How do you feel about the Wii U then? Uh, from that respect. I first of all, I don't own a Wii U yet, and and I'm still waiting for a reason uh, uh, to yeah. buy one. Buy one, and and. Uh, uh, I think first when I saw the new games from E3, I felt like I'm gonna buy it uh, this Christmas. But then after a couple of weeks, it kind of like uh, I don't know. So now I'm looking at a early maybe in 14. Okay. Uh, because uh, as much as I love uh, Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, I can wait with 3D World, I think, because that was the game that made the first game I was uh, actually excited about for the Wii U, you yeah. know, when I felt thrilled about a new game, you know, you want to watch the trailers over and over again, but it kind of like, uh, I don't know, it feels like it's, it, it's lacking depth, but I don't know, I have to, to try it, I guess. It seemed very cool, I mean, you know, it's got that whole thing of, like, harkening back to Super Mario 2, which is something Nintendo have never really done in my eyes, because, I mean, it was never really, I mean, a Mario title to begin with, at least not in Japan. It came out later and was a port of a... I can't remember if it was a Famicom Disk System game or something, but it, you know, it's nice that they're harkening back to that and obviously it's resonating with a lot of people because it's something they don't often do. It feels new because exactly. it's exactly. different. And, 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 and I made a piece based on on Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. And, and I love that game and it's just... The aesthetics and and the gameplay it's it it lasts today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the character design, the enemy design, it's very clean and and you know, so it's very well executed with 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 the NES's capabilities. And I remember playing that because when I when I do a new piece from a game, you know, yeah. I want to find the screen that was the strongest experience from that game. And, and uh, I knew I wanted to do Super Mario Brothers 2 at one point, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do because... Oh, and I really liked those little pictures of the level before the level starts, yeah. you know, when there's so many things. But but I remember playing it and, 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 and I always played as the, the princess for some reason. I felt she was the underdog, so I, I you know, I want to play as the underdog. That, Man, Peach is good. Yeah. She can glide, you yeah, know, yeah, what more do you want? But she digs very slowly, yeah, you know, when they're yeah. digging. So, so, but, 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 and, and oh i really wanted to, to to beat the whole game with her so you can get because in the end you get the number yeah how many times you played but i had to switch to toad on some of the digging levels because i because she dug so slowly and so yeah. i couldn't beat it so i always got this like i couldn't get the full score so on this piece yeah. i got you can see the ending screen and you can see there's a perfect 20 score on on princess so <laughs> now i can beat it the way i wanted to yeah <laughs> yeah but i love that game and it's also amazing to see just like you say that that the the, the new super mario game harkens back to 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 that amazing experience yeah i mean yeah. i've been playing recently i kind of give it a hiatus because i kind of overdosed on mario my idea that uh, tom's been playing through all the sonic titles kind of unofficially just harkening back to his childhood because he was a Mega Drive kid, but I was pro Mario all the way through. So I tried to go through and started from Super Mario Brothers 1 and then did Lost Levels and then hit Super Mario 2 before I kind of give it a break for a while. But 
just why did like you give it a break when you were coming up on a three <laughs> <laughs> i know like i've completed three so many times yeah, so threes ingrained in me much more than the other two because my brother is a, a heartless man and sold a lot of his late nes titles to fund his super nintendo purchases Horrible. so my memories of those are like more all-stars than the originals but yeah um but no it's just it felt so refreshing and different because obviously it isn't technically a mario game as i've said like but that's nice it's not the kind of like uh, link's adventure where it's such a break in the formula from what the original was that it kind of splits fans and stuff but like it's just it feels so refreshing it feels so more there's some nice mechanics that obviously aren't in three because they weren't intended to be and this kind of stuff but it's just a refreshing game like it it's sandwiched so well between yes. a classic game yes. and yes. then this and then the greatest game of yeah. the 8-bit yeah. era yeah so i think when you look back at it uh, it's it's i think there's many mechanics in that game that they they could have that they could use more and yeah. i think it, they used the enemy design for yoshi's island for example when they used the shy guys that was yeah. that was amazing because i remember seeing that back then in i don't remember where 93 or something when that came oh that felt so cool already back then you know yeah. like oh they're using those old enemy types and and you know so so but but those you you sell you get th those experiences with nintendo is very rare <laughs> because yeah you get the same thing you know and then this uh, one at certain points you know you get surprised but most of the time it, it's you've seen it before more or less but that's the weird that thing. can be a good thing so. yeah yeah but that's the weird thing about super mario 2 when you look at like the rest of nintendo and how they generally operate where they it's very much based in nostalgia and arguably treading the same ground with the new theo aesthetics and new mechanics to the gameplay mm. but like if you look at like the grand scheme of like mario kart mm. and all of these other mario games that have stemmed off mm. the main title like super mario 2 doesn't really get any credit like there's no mauser there's no mm. nothing mm. in like mario kart games usually i think uh birdo might have been used mm. yeah. right like the, and yeah and as i said the shy guys and some other enemies the enemy types for for yours island yeah uh the sniffits and then the yeah uh, but uh, but i think I think they want to focus on 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 uh, their homegrown characters. Yeah. And and to to build the Mario brand, so I think that's that's the focus for them. And I understand it also. And yeah, I think of course. The fact that they haven't overused those assets it makes that game even more precious in a way because it stays unique. Yeah. True. In in more ways than 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 the other games that's more in the homegrown. Uh, line of the homegrown uh, games but if you use that argument and you know go along this train of thought is this a sign that maybe they're realizing that they've played everything in the mario's <laughs> franchise to death or i think i think they they change uh, they tweak things but they do it very slowly yeah. So, so I think, uh, but but to me, it was very evident with 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 the new Super Mario uh, games. Yeah. And, and I've been playing the one for Wii U, uh, just trying it out, and 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 it doesn't it doesn't say anything to me. No. It it, it doesn't. It's not. It's yeah. It's nice, but, but you know, it's it's the world. You know, I love the world, but but playing that, it it's it's an identical experience to previous outings in in that series and it felt like you know now 
they they are forced to go in a new direction now because they can't do that again. Yeah. Because then it would be, it would feel very very uninspiring. I think. I get exactly the same feeling as you from it. It feels like, because I mean, even to ex some extent, like the 3DS titles feel like treading old ground, but when it's a launch title for a new console and it's just kind of like, ah, stick a Mario game on there. You know, like great levels and stuff. I mean, it's a fantastic world and it feels right as a platformer, yeah, but yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. So, so maybe, but I think it's, it's, a, it's a matter of, you know, what is novelty and to whom. Yeah. And, and I think we have one point of view as long-term fans, but, but, but Nintendo, because they have a very, uh, you know, wide audience, they're, they're appealing to many different people. Yeah. But, but I can't help but feeling left out a bit too many times. Yeah. Uh, the last few years, and and and, um, but it's, I'm still open, you know, and there's still games I look forward to a lot. So yeah. so so it's, um, I have tr I have faith in, <laughs> in Nintendo, but but, but right now mm, I love my 3DS, play my 3DS a lot now. So I have mine in my bag as mm -hmm. we speak. Um, but I, yeah, I guess there is a, a kind of like Stanley train of thinking behind them. Uh, Stanley in the Marvel comic books in the 60s and 70s wanted everyone's comic to be their first comic, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so there's no exclusion. Yeah. There's no, like, oh, well, you haven't played Mario Brothers, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, well, this game isn't yeah. for you, you so, know? So, so I like the fact that, as I said before, I like Nintendo's approach to gaming. And, and I think they're very inclusive yeah. when they do games. And to me, you know, maybe it's worth it that, that more people can enjoy these experiences that are very unique and different from many other games yeah. today. Instead of just us having our fix again and again and again, you know? Because yeah. so I think it's, it's a balance. But I think uh, seeing games like the new Bayonetta game that they're publishing, I think so. So there's hope for the future that they release different types of games. To be honest with you, I'm super excited about Pikmin 3. Like, I, I really like Pikmin. I, I seem to be in a minority here, but like... Mm, I love Pikmin. I played Pikmin 1 to death, and yeah. I played Pikmin 2 to death. But when I see this game, as beautiful as it looks, the the experience looks look almost identical to the previous games. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's probably amazing to play it, and, and nice, and it's a nice world, and, and the characters, but, but just hearing, you know, I played that so many times and it doesn't look and feel new to me yeah what i've seen so far so so you know i think this is the problem maybe it's because i'm i'm an early adopter i got one at launch i'd like i think i'm just so starved for titles like anything that looks remotely I interesting if i had yeah if i had a wii u i would have bought a lot of games that that, that you know i kind of wanted you yeah know? but but it's easy to be picky when you don't even have the system of but course <laughs> like i i've tried not to be picky though like i've got five titles like and i buy games like nobody's business there's lego city undercover which is a great game there's super mario which is more of the same there is zombie u which is a very interesting game it does some very nice things that are kind of in last of us now as well where like you don't go out to a menu system, the menu system's in game, but it's on a different screen. So you're having to constantly look at the controller and the screen and it adds like a, a certain tension to a game I haven't really felt before. Mm. Even with Last of Us, like when you drop your backpack and you search through your okay. inventory, okay. you're still looking at the screen. Yeah. You're yeah. not focused yeah. you somewhere else. You can't hide behind it. You can't hide in the menus. Take a breather in the yeah, menus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But other than that, there's Nintendo Land and Game & Wario, which to me feel like tech demos, like, and not full retail price yeah. games. Yeah. Which is sad, because... Yeah. Uh, I love I've the art direction in Nintendo Land. I think they've done some amazing things with the textures and, and, and the, the very crafty feel of, of the graphics. I think uh, the art direction is nice. <laughs> but about the gameplay, I don't know. I Honestly, tried. like uh, there are one or two games I, I've talked about this on the podcast before with Tom, but like there's a Luigi's Ghost Mansion game, I believe it's called, and it's essentially Pac-Man versus. So you're all people in four corners of the screen, mm. and you've got flashlights. You have to shine yeah. on the ghost, yeah. but yeah. the ghost has the game pad, yeah. and then he's going around trying to pick everyone off. Yeah. And it's very interesting. It's very fun, and like it's the game. Like if anyone comes over, we will crack it out because mm. it's such a fun experience yeah, because those multiplayer experiences are amazing my only problem is you know i it's not a problem but but i've always been playing on my own and yeah, i love to same. have these you know to me gaming is mostly uh, a solitary experience definitely uh, and a deep experience uh, so 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 to me uh, you know when i play these multiplayer uh, 2d super mario games yeah and even though you play on your own you feel the levels are very spacey because yeah, there's room four for players four people. yeah and i think it kind of they're definitely playable as one player but but it's not uh, i feel the compromise yeah from the publisher and and it's really uh, but but it's so so to me it's uh, the single player experience is the main experience for me yeah and and at the same time playing mul multiplayer i have some friends coming over this weekend from sweden and and uh, and and uh, so we we're going to play uh, super mario in in the three of us and and it, it's a fun experience and you're being yeah. very you know your worst sides come forth of course <laughs> so, so, so but it's a different experience you know that's not experience I'm, that's not my prime reason for for buying a game no definitely no. and i mean the way things are headed now i think this is going to become more and more of a problem like whereas if you look at something like uh, titanfall that new game coming out for the xbox one like there they didn't is have a single player campaign there is it? no campaign no. like the the multiplayer is the campaign i think it's the same kind of with destiny where it's kind of drop in drop out mm. multiplayer across live and psn and uh, many people like that but i i still have to experience that gaming i don't type of game i don't know how i feel about it like i looked at uh, the division uh, the new uh, tom clancy game uh, by ubisoft and it's the idea is like you're in a city that's kind of like after an apocalypse and you have like you're playing with your friends but there's also other people in the environment kind of like an mmo and so when you do certain things everyone in that area kind of thing will be alerted and so it becomes like a multiplayer game mm -hmm. and that idea sounds interesting that it's kind of like you're playing with friends in a multiplayer mm -hmm. and then it's also massively online at mm -hmm. segments so you can kind of pick and choose yeah, but didn't they do that in the destiny demo from yeah yeah it's similar, the same kind of concept yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I don't know, you know, because we have been playing for a long time, you know, starting with these single-player 2D games like it was in the past, and it kind of lingers. I yeah. don't know, but but that's like the gaming tradition I come from. So so, you but know. it's the same argument with you know, uh, physical versus digital mm. purchases. You know, like there are people like me and you who will always go out and buy a box because it's nice to have a box on a shelf. But to me, and some people complain, you know, that they take up so much space. But honestly, there's not that many good games, and I'm very no, picky. No. So I can afford to have a couple of DVD, you know, size boxes in my shelf. That's not a problem to me because I, I, I don't want I don't have that much time anymore to play games. 
so so the games I play they need to be good. I can't just you know flow through every other game because it, I don't have time for that. I've kind of no, it's not that I haven't got as much time anymore. Because I mean my time's always been limited, and I'll devote what I can to playing games when I can. But I've kind of realized lately that there's no point playing a game I don't want to play, even if I have purchased it, you know, like, I think I need to start playing demos and trials and stuff more, because, like, there's been a few purchases I've made recently, and the gameplay's not fun, the story's not great, and I, I find myself playing it because I've purchased it. Yeah. To me, as a Nintendo fan, just like you, the good thing about Nintendo is you can almost be certain the games are good quality. Yeah. Almost every time. Up till I played Zelda Skyward Sword, which I hate. Really? I hate that game. And that was the first time I was really frustrated and disappointed with a Nintendo game. I think mine was Luigi's Mansion 2, to be honest. Mm, I love No, that was an amazing experience. And, and, and yeah, I love that one. But, but that was actually the first time. And then... Or... Yeah, and then I don't know if, if uh, Kid Icarus was released. Was that after or was it before? I think it uh, is around this after, I think. After. Yeah. That was my second disappointment. That was the first time with the Nintendo game I felt I'm too old for this. Yeah, I've not played it. but And, 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 and after that, so now I'm more cautious. Before, before yeah. that, I was just buying it and I, I know it's good. But the re that's, so that's like a change from Nintendo's side as I see it, you know, that... You cannot be as certain anymore that the experience is that unique yeah. as it was before, or playable, like in these two games. I at think least for me, I think Skyward Sword is playable to an extent. I'm not really a fan of motion control, and that's what put me off uh, Twilight Princess even because I didn't buy it for the GameCube because my GameCube was broken at the time, so I just opted for the Wii because I didn't have a controller. And I just hated the fact that I had to switch my sword. And I found that a lot better in Skyward Sword, so maybe that's why I'm okay with it, because it was better. Yeah, but I still feel ridiculous swinging my arms around. Yeah. No, I know. I, I totally ridiculous. relate. And, and even though I'm very open-minded, you know, and I can, you know, many people, they don't play Nintendo games because they're too childish or whatever. Yeah. But, but to me, I'm very, you know, open to that. But this was like, it, it, it just feels awkward. And I love the pointing. And the pointing, like in Super Mario Galaxy, it's yeah. amazing. You know, it's it's a part of the experience. It's so intuitive, but the flailing, I, I, I and 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 that was just one part of it. You know? Yeah. And then you know the the small worlds and the, the the unengaging story and and there were so many things that and and they worked on that game for such a long time and and you know they were so high. I had such high expectations, but but I don't know. So so. I, I, there's things I like about it, there's things I hate about it. Like, I, I like the aesthetic. It kind of harkens back to Wind Waker for me, which is one of my favorite games. I know a lot of people don't like the cell-shaded look of it and the constant sailing, but... Wind Waker I love, and it's one of my top cell experiences next to, to Link's uh, Awakening for yeah. the Game Boy, which is actually my top cell experience. So, 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 you know, we all, all, it's all about different tastes. Yeah. But I think when you look back at, at uh, Wind Waker, uh, the, the art direction, it's, it's flawless the way they did it because they did it consecutive. They did it all the way. Yeah. But, but in, in, in Skyward Sword, they kind of wanted to, to they ended up somewhere in between. Yeah, I In guess. between the cell shaded look and, and the Twilight Princess look. And I think it just ended up with a blur. Yeah. And, 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 and the, the, the the character models they're nice as always but the environments i don't know 
it didn't I wasn't impressed I mean this sounds to me like you as someone who was so in depth with the visual qualities and aesthetics of a game is just kind of like you're unimpressed by the aesthetic and then the waggling is just like enough to kill it for you maybe yeah, yeah, I try I, I didn't even beat the game I didn't beat the game and either. I, I traded it in because I don't win, I don't even want to have it in my collection that's the first oh, Nintendo wow. game I traded in yes and also Kid Icarus Uprising for, for the 3DS, which was I found virtually unplayable. But yeah. I know it's if you're dedicated and if you if you master it, it's an amazing and deep game. I'm not saying the game is bad. Yeah. But 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 it was it was, I, I guess I expect more more uh, you know approachable games coming from Nintendo. It was yeah. I didn't get it. And also the voice acting made it feel I I just felt too old listening yeah. to that. I had a similar experience as a game on the PlayStation 3 called Time and Eternity, and I accidentally started the game with US voice acting, which is never a good thing in a JRPG. And Project X on a new 3DS release has English text, but Japanese voice acting, there's no dub, and it's great yeah, for that. I played Xenoblade uh, with the Japanese voices, of course, and then when I played the last story, they only had the, the, the Terrible the English voice, voice acting, yeah. Which was, it was good, but, but it just drags me out of the experience, so I'm very, you know, but it's it's, it's kind of nerdy. But <laughs> I wouldn't go so far I'm as super to say to it that. drags me out of the experience. Like, I kind of become numb to it at a point, but yeah. like, the fact that you have to reach like a barrier where you're like, yeah. okay, they sound you like this. You need to accept a lot of things. Yeah. But, but just knowing the fact that this is not the original script or whatever, it's really, I can't put my finger on it, but to me, I want the, the, the original experience. I don't want anyone to tamper with it, you know? And, and yeah. because I grew up in, in, in Sweden and subtitles is not a problem to me. Yeah. You know, but in some countries you're used to dubbing, so, so it's not a problem. So I think it's a matter of, you know, it's not even what the, you can tolerate. Like, I don't think the fact that it's dubbed is a problem. I mean, there's plenty of examples of anime like uh, Cowboy Bebop, for example, which has a fantastic American dub. It's just that these companies that tend to be the ones to publish these games abroad, short of Atlas of US, which does a great job usually, uh, your Nisses, uh, your Exceed, your Rising Star, they haven't got the clout that a big studio's got behind them, and so the voice actors seem to always be subpar. And that, I think, is the problem for me, that the emphasis is usually in the wrong place in the sentence, and sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm getting paid to do this, I'm just going to read them in a monotonous voice, and, rather and, than... And I thought about that, because if you look at the, at the Japanese dub, you know, who says it's better? But, but it, it's like a filter so so maybe when we we get it some games when you you play them dubbed yeah you kind of realize you know ah, maybe this is kind of a cheesy business but but you know but to me when, when it when it's the original japanese voice acting yeah you know it just feels right and because you don't really know the nuances when they speak and, yeah and that's like true that. so, so so because that's probably bad many times oh also. yeah definitely but like, i can't judge so i've never just, really you know, thought of it like so, so maybe when you get the voice acting you, in, in English, you, you kind of it gets so evident, you know, what you're spending your, your time, time with, you know? Yeah. So, so I prefer to have it filtered this through is a language I, I don't understand that much of. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that whole Star Wars thing as well, where Harrison Ford said to George Lucas, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. You know, like when you're reading this big monologue in a text box in Final yeah. Fantasy VI, yeah. you're just like, okay, cool. 
Like, but can you imagine if all of that like dialogue, yeah. like we yeah. have to save the planet, blah blah yeah. blah blah blah, yeah. cheesy pose was yeah. said. But to me, I think uh, in gaming, it's it's about all the games I'm, I'm you can see in my art is Japanese games. Yeah, and so so I'm very. And, and it's kind of to me I think it's it's a tradition now because yeah. I, it's, it's kind of cynical to say that all the Japanese games are better because they're definitely not better at least not today I think to me it's about a unique experience that the games they come from 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 far away sort of I don't want it to be too close you know and yeah. I don't want to play real games I'm, I'm an escapist you know yeah so, so I want to be in fantasy worlds and they the Japanese games tend to be more open to fantasy worlds and you know yeah. amazing locations than the more realis realism-focused games of the West. I think there's a divide now starting to happen where you are getting independent developers and smaller teams working on titles where aesthetics and gameplay are very much hand-in-hand hand now. Uh, I was just at Press Play and saw uh, Max and the Cursed Brotherhood. That's a game that, to me, that feels very realised and it's very artistic. And I mean, Polygon with Fez, you've got Juicebox with Guacamelee. These are games that are yeah, very Journey, much yeah, in... Yeah. Oh, definitely Journey, of course. But, like, these are games that are solidified by their visuals as well as gameplay. So yeah, and it's funny, you know, every time I read an interview with an indie developer, or they're just worshipping, you know, the early Nintendo games. And you can see, you know how much that tradition you know influences yeah. these developers so so actually i think just like you say these games have more common with 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 you know the japanese games i liked from the past yeah. you know than than the big western publishers because it just feels like you know blockbuster hollywood movies most of the times to me so but i still think like uh, i just mentioned it on the previous podcast which you will listen to last week people at home uh the idea that uh, Cliff Bozinski of uh, Epic fame, he made, he's the lead developer on uh, Gears of War, he's always famously quoted as saying, everything I learned about game design is from Mega Man and Super Mario. Like he said, they are what games should be at their core. And I mean, obviously, there's things in there like where they're appealing to different audiences than maybe interested in like a 2D platformer, but like... Even at that level, even at this level that you mm. don't associate personally with, and neither do I really, like, I'll mm. play a AAA title, but it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't leave me with anything usually afterwards. Mm. Even there, like, there are people who are passionate about these Japanese games, and I think gameplay is starting to come over these things, but obviously there's certain obstacles that they have to ship so many units and that yeah, waters exactly. down the process. Exactly, but, but it's amazing to see... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of all the the new 8 and 16-bit games yeah. being produced because it feels a bit saturated now. But but it's still a good example, you know, that that the core gameplay mechanics yeah. are timeless. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you can produce a new game today which has the aesthetics uh, of the 80s. Yeah. And but it's still a new game, you know, and it's fun and playable. And I'm playing the the. Um, the the Legend of Zelda uh, the Oracle games now for on my 3DS it's the, the the essence of the Zelda experience you know because the graphics are so simplified and you know it's, yeah. it's really limited but the, the experience is the same and the rewards are the same and they still you know you know it's such an amazing game or both games and 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 it's also great proof you know that yeah. that, the, that the core mechanics you know that's what defines the game yeah. I'm glad you've warmed up to these because I, I really do like 
oracles of seasons and oracles of ages and when i emailed you the other day you were mm. just kind of like mm. uh, well, i don't I'm, yeah but that's before i started playing uh, seasons again I, I yeah i just finished oracles and and seasons it's, is in my opinion so much better i i really like ages oh. i can't help it i think they are it was the graphics mostly felt so rushed and, and inconsistent yeah but but uh, but uh, seasons feels like a natural uh, progression from from link's awakening because it's the world feels similar and the locations yeah. but it's still new mechanics i think uh, ages uh, felt a bit rushed to me it's not very smart no. you know the, the there's not really puzzles and and things like that and and, and but still i think that the 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 mood in in the seasons games uh, the game is is uh, it's amazing and it's uh, i completely accept it and, and love it yeah I, I, to be honest, I see them as a whole because, like, when they were first released, obviously there's the thing that you carry on your adventure with the codes. I love it, you and I love to start up the other game and put in those codes, and it's yeah. so simple and and you know, but but and and really archaic. Yeah. But, but oh, it's so rewarding. It's amazing. But like, I remember I bought it, uh, and we got it because it came out in Australia for some reason before it came out in the UK, and a store near my house used to do imports at the time, which is sadly no longer with us. Called Fifth Dimension. And we bought it there, me and my mate Daniel, because we didn't realize they would have it in because he wasn't out for like a month or two. Um, I bought Ages, he bought Seasons. And then when we were done, we swapped carts and like <laughs> just carried amazing. on playing. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so like I've, I've got yeah. this nostalgia with it yeah. anyways, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. I, I think maybe it's because I played Ages first, yeah. but like I see them as a whole, like yeah. know, I'm know, playing it now and I can kind of see, oh yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. But that, that, that's an example of games that I didn't, I didn't, play them back then so yeah. it's, it's the first i i think i played them at some point when you look at my art and, and the games i base my art upon you know people ask you know oh it's all about nostalgia and the old games but actually a lot of these old games are new to me because i play them now as i yeah, delve yeah. into you know all these hidden games you know and i remember you know you re i read these these uh, magazines you know and you can read about these games you know that were never released in europe or whatever yeah and and now it's much more accessible so so it's kind of like i'm filling in the blanks and i kind of started when i when i imported uh, chrono trigger for uh, super nintendo yeah. from the us and also the second densetsu 3 yeah and and, and uh, which i beat i be I, I beat the game entirely in japanese for some reason by yeah. trial and error because i can't read it obviously but but that was just you know that was the first game that i could like that i've always dreamt of playing that i could go I, back to i really need to like it's still on the list like i i want the cart but like i know i can get a repo cart which is a rom in english like i want the experience of playing it but i don't think i'm ever going to get that you know same with earthbound like it's getting released on the wii u now finally but like i've always wanted to buy earthbound i, I never played earthbound it's funny many people you know the, i can understand there's a cult following of that game but that's one of those games that i really liked the, the aesthetics again yeah so uh, but I'm kind of I'm just saving it for later. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, there just seems so many nice things about it though. Like mm. it's designed like so obviously like you know you want money, you go and get money out of an ATM kind of thing after your mm. after your battles your money's transported mm. to an ATM and like when you go to a shop you can't buy a sword because who the hell's got swords you buy baseball bats and uh, uh, uh. it just seems so nice and it's a like, different world. It's wholesome. a different setting. It's a different setting. So. So and that's also proof, you know. I think because that was a new direction for them, yeah. Kind of wild chance, I guess, to go in that direction because you know it would be more 
you know top of mind to do like a fantasy game or whatever yeah yeah so but it proves that 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 having the guts to try something new that it lasts maybe longer than just doing you know Aitoi, is it? Uh, the guy who made Earthbound, you know? He was like a pseudo-celebrity in Japan and he kind of had this idea and he approached Nintendo and Nintendo said, no, what the hell, we're not going to make that kind of thing. They just thought he was a celebrity who wanted to make a game. And then they he talked with Miyamoto and he just kept trying to convince mm -hmm. them and stuff. And eventually they made Mother mm -hmm. and like, it was such a big hit and it was so new and fresh that I think it did resonate yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, like, there's only one iteration ever been released in the West of Earthbound. Like, this game, even though it's translated, was never released. And, like, we didn't see the Game Boy Advance one, which I've visually, at least from what I've seen of it, just looks like one of the most stunning games ever made. There's just, like, there's this sequence I saw because I was reading up on Earthbound recently of just, like, there's a cowboy character. And I honestly, this is how little I know of the franchise. I don't even know the guy's name, but he's... He kind of just like stubs a fire out, but it's done in this Game Boy Advance animation, yeah. and he just kind of starts kicking the fire in frustration, and like people try and come to him, just like calm him down, and he's pushing him away, and it's just done through like 32-bit yeah. flat pixel graphics, yeah, and it yeah. just and says exactly, so much. Yeah, and that's exactly the appeal, you know. When I try to explain, you know, what's the appeal with these graphics, and what's the appeal with these games to someone who doesn't understand, but but it's when I'm being creative, if I have boundaries, it fuels my creativity. Yeah. And, and so, so seeing that, you know, it's not surprising, you know, that, that I like, that I love to, you know, experience these old games because you know, all the limitations they had, you know, yeah. and, and it, they still created these very strong and emotional experiences, you know, that, yeah. and, and, and that's more impressive to me than having, uh, you know, all the tech at your disposal today. Yeah, it doesn't make the games better. I think it's almo almost vice versa. But 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 one, once the old games are good, it's it's just it's like nothing else. Yeah. And also, to me, it was about the the cutscenes in the Mega Man uh, games. Yeah. Uh, which are also very you know, he's standing on the the train and the the hair is flowing in the wind you know and it's yeah. very it's so simply done but you know together with the amazing music the soundtrack and and just the mood of those games it's just it's still cool you know when i see it you know it's still i understand why i liked it back then yeah because it's just it's amazing that and you know possibly some of the best games ever made you know doesn't hurt either you know the fact that there's no kid glove with Mega Man. it is what it is you will die a lot. You will get game over screens. It's all about coming back and just wanting to be better at it and getting the timing correct. Yeah, and yeah. it's and just. And I realized I'm not. I guess I wasn't very good when I played the nine and the ten, yeah. which came, you know, in in present day. And and of course they were a bit more difficult. I, I guess they were, uh, you know, similar to maybe the first and the second outings in, yeah. in difficulty. Uh, and I realized, you know. I need to practice more, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm, I can grind, but, 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 you know, it takes a lot of time. It's like I've never beaten. I've beaten Mega Man X, uh, one through three, but like only on emulator. Like mm -hmm. that Sigma battle at the end is just without save states, you just die so quickly. But and to me, the the Mega Man experience is 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 mostly about the 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 eight boss characters. Yeah, and then I usually lose interest because then, you know, 
so so and, and we had this this i remember playing these games and i've also done a piece based on Mega Man, and i i will do more pieces based on Mega Man because there's so much to take and yeah you know so so much to pick and choose from and, and so many great moments but we had this formula you know that that the third game great bosses but uh poor dr village stage yeah and then the four game was the opposite so it was poor bosses but then a great at least the dr kosak uh, levels and which also has the most amazing music yeah. ever uh, but but so so we were really you know into the details back then with those games because you know you analyze them and, and you know there was a lot of depth into it even though yeah. they're, they're quite linear but 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 uh, the lore was so fascinating back then it sparked something and i mean obviously the gameplay mechanic that once you've beaten one boss you then have a weapon that'll give you a slight advantage over another boss yeah, and i remember and when you had a new weapon and you you went to a new boss and then you were fighting him and, and you asked you know the person be behind you is it taking is it taking you know because <laughs> yeah. you can see how many bars that was going down because you were so focused in you know ev evading his attacks but i remember when we were screaming out you know is it taking no it's not taking <laughs> <laughs> so so i think it's those moments it's 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 amazing uh, but that's what i love about like 8-bit games uh, especially the Mega Man series and it's almost like uh, for me bullet hells and this kind of like tense platformer like the most pure form of gaming you can have because you're so focused on your actions that you don't have time to contemplate anything else it's almost like a form of meditation you know where like yes in bullet hell you're just like you were focused on that little dot you have and you're yeah. trying to dodge yeah. in and yeah. out of everything and yeah. and and bullet hell to me that was something I, I i i came in contact with very late yeah in my gaming life same with me like and and, and uh, i i played ikaruga for uh, that was you know one of the first games i tried and it was just that was one of the few you know one of the later moments where i had a completely new gaming experience yeah. because that's what i look for it's the same with with movies you know i want to have a new experience yeah. with a movie and and just seeing this it was completely different and also because ikaruga again the art direction is just amazing and 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 it's really you know it's this weird you know atmosphere in that game you know yeah and, and the, the 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 vehicle designs and everything is very is organic and very strange and 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 also the fact you know that the game is so punishing and it's very it's so weird and i remember i i showed it to my mom because i after i did a piece on ikaruga and and you know the people asked me you know what is that game because yeah. many people don't know it yeah you know? And, and i said it it's you know you can appreciate it for the visuals and you can appreciate it for for just the the energy and yeah. the movement into it and then you have the challenge but that's more into the gaming but but but, but i remember I, I showed her you know the the the, the final stage where it's just crazy and and uh, and uh, she was also very you know fascinated about the whole thing because it's very it's very visual and, and definitely and, and strange but i think that's just and so after that i i you know i went into and delved into the genre and i yeah. completely suck at those games <laughs> to add thank god for infinite continues but it doesn't it doesn't matter you know i play karuga you know and, and it's like you know punish me you know yeah that, that it is not a problem so it's a bit it's a bit uh, masochistic i guess oh definitely <laughs> you know is that sadist angle to it you know like don don patchy and bug princess and uh, like actually if you have a tablet the port of bug princess for the tablet 
the tablet is made for like vertical scrollers are made for an iPad because you just like with your finger you move very quickly just yeah. moving very quickly and like obviously you're tracking your finger mm. as opposed to like a pixel amongst mm. pixels so it works very well mm. and like mm. especially on the like super hard difficulty yeah because because it's inter interesting to see that the genre is is still uh, thriving because it's very you know narrow and 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 you know it's it's very difficult to approach if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. not a very dedicated gamer but but it, but it, to me it's mostly about the visuals and i made another piece based on on the the, the final boss battle of of radiant silver gun oh, uh, and yeah. and which is also an amazing game and i also only played it on on emulator so i haven't really experienced the, the true experience yeah but 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 uh, and and i also showed it to 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 a relative of mine and and he doesn't know anything about games but then he you know, he he could see like the fractal patterns, you yeah. know, in, in the bullets and 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 all those you know comments like that from people who don't know games. It makes me appreciate these games even more because yeah, yeah. I when I see it, you know, I see a, a bullet hell game and, and it's very Japanese and all of that. But but you know, it g gives me new, you know, new reasons to, to love these games. Yeah, based on the comments on the viewers of my art. So so it's. Um, I, I it's I really like it. I really 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 like it. Cool. Uh, have you ever like have you ever thought about taking requests? I imagine you get requests all the time. Is there anyone that people seem to love so much that it keeps cropping up in requests or Call of Duty? Really? <laughs> uh, many people. No, no. But but then you know if you say that, then you miss the whole point. But yeah. uh, many people. Yeah, they say that actually. You know because that's what you know many people play today. So. So uh, not everybody has this nostalgia yeah, aspect yeah. to gaming. You know, they're gaming now, you know, and they're playing those games. No, I try to tell people, you know, the last thing I need is, you know, pitches for new ideas because I have a lot of ideas. Yeah, yeah. My challenge is time. Yeah. Because uh, I work for, you know, seven days a week for, for one or two months. So it's maybe 400 hours for a big piece. Yeah. So, so and it's also I need to love that game yeah when I put that much time into it and and um, so so I would never be able to do you know commissions no, on no, games of course that I haven't played or that that doesn't mean anything to me because I it's can't so spend that time. on yeah. so so to me in my artistry it's it's as much as it's about the, you know the craft that I do the, the the needle point or the embroidery with the yarns and, and the yarn colors and you know the different techniques uh, it's also about the motifs yeah and the pictures so so all these parts come together so I need to be you know I need to 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 love the craft and I need to love the game otherwise I can't do this have you been embraced by that community because I mean the gaming community and the embroidery community mm -hmm. I'd imagine are two very different yeah. audiences there's, there's nerds on both sides yeah that's both true sides yeah and and that's funny when I have a like an like an opening for for a new show when I show my pieces in the gallery and, and, and it's always funny just to watch the people coming because you have like, you, of course you have the art collectors who, yeah. who, who buy, who are mostly the, the, the clients who buy my pieces. But there's also, you know, the gaming nerds or the, the, the people interested in gaming. And then you have the, the craft nerds. Yeah. Nerd. And, and, and it's funny because they have completely different approaches and then they still come together, you know? Yeah. And in the same way, what I do is, is the merge of these two worlds that apparently have had a lot more in common 
than I thought from the beginning. Yeah. So it's very, and, and that's also because I can talk about, you know, these games forever, you know, yeah. because I love them. But, but, but it's the synergy of these two worlds when they come together, you know, that's what drives me forward in this. Okay. And, and also, I want to share these gaming experience, you know, with the lowest common denominator, you know. So I try to explain, I don't want it to be, I don't want the person to, to need to have a lot of knowledge in computer games to appreciate the images. Of course. So, so I think that's the approach I have. But if you look in the, in the craft world, you know, you see a lot of things. You know, yeah. There's still a lot of flowers and, and, and also modern stuff. So I think, you know, the pixel graphics and, and video game is a part of it, but, but there's many different, you know, paths. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when the, the visual expression of, of uh, needlepoint and embroidery today. So, so, but there's many, there's many, there's many people who like both things. So what have you been playing recently and what are you working on at the moment, I guess? Is it? Uh, I, I just... Uh, I just had uh, an exhibition in Stockholm in late April, early May. Yeah. So, so uh, I had some new pieces. I had the biggest piece I've done so far, which is based on Seiken Densetsu 3. Yeah. And, and uh, which is the most gorgeous game from that era in all categories, both the animation and, and the, the, the graphics is just mind-blowing. And then you have the music and the, the story and everything. But, but the graphics is just... So I just had to return to that game because I've actually made my very first piece was also based on that game. Yeah. So it's the first game I'm doing a second piece picture for. piece for. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I also did a piece from uh, Front Mission uh, okay. for the first Front Mission game, which is also one of those very strong uh, gaming experiences. It's surprisingly English friendly as well, from what I understand, right? Yeah, the, the menu menus, system. Yes, you can play, but you don't then you will miss out on the story and the story is very engaging and, and deep and, and uh, there's some amazing characters and above all the character uh, uh, the character designed by uh, Yoshitaka Amano yeah. who is, which is very uh, unique in the gaming world you know the, it's a completely different look than you're used to seeing. yeah and, and uh, when I as I said before when I do a new game you know I think about which part of this game do I want to do you know and top of mind was to do of course the mech battles or the advanced you know when you fight with these big robots and the explosions because yeah. I love that you know. <laughs> but then you know I, I kind of delve deeper and then and, and uh, you know I, 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 I felt that that what was even more appealing to me was was the character and the characters faces that are so you know they have a completely different look and they're so it's such a contrast to to the very technological world and military world they're in yeah and then you have these these faces that look so you know fragile and they have there's so much emotion going on so so it's a contrast to to the gameplay yeah and and uh, so 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 that's the piece i did okay and uh, and now I'm working on, on uh, a series of pieces for to be published in 2014. And it's the first uh, time I'm doing a series because up till now it's been standalone pieces. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm doing a series of, of, of works and, and it feels very exciting because I can look at it holistically. Yeah. And, and how will it be displayed and when it will be displayed, it will come together. Yeah. Nicely. And I mean, I'd imagine if it is a collection, then it will be distributed. So maybe it would 
not be seen together again or will it be sold as a whole collection or yeah, i think it will be for sale as individual yeah. pieces uh, but but uh, to me uh, i i come from from the design world so i i'm I, the art world is still new to me yeah uh, and and i try to, to you know find my way and and uh, to approach it in, in a way that fits me so and and uh, and but but it's i think it's amazing to have this opportunity to 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 sort of introduce gaming through to many people through these channels yeah because it might not be what you expect when you go to an art gallery to see, you know, these types of pictures. Has anyone ever approached you from like one of the studios and just been like, "I love this"? Like, I have, when I do, when I work with these uh, graphics, when I, because before I start doing the the actual crafting, the sewing, I I I, I need to 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 prepare the the picture. Sometimes I need to reduce the colors based on the color palette of the yarn because I yeah. only have 400 colors in the yarn. So it's always a matter of reducing colors. Yeah. Especially when I'm doing like the Neo Geo games, which has a lot of colors. So so then I kind of delve into the graphics and 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 you know you know you realize you know the complexity and the, the amount of work put into it. And 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 so if they were to contact me, I would just you know I would just want to ask them a lot of questions back because you know how is your creative process you know how do you do this because it's, it's such a I know how you do pixel graphics but it's still yeah, it's a mystery yeah. with these old games it's and the, the animations and you know and and then you have you know the programming and all of those as, aspects also but but I have a lot of questions to them if they contact me yeah <laughs> yeah I think that about wraps it up anyways. Uh, thank you very much, Per, for coming on. Uh, we'll post a link to your artwork so you can see the fabulous work he's done. I've been a big fan for a while, and I'm one of these people that is guilty of sending him screenshots and going, you need to do this, and he's just kind of like, I'm aware of it, but thank you. But you actually sent me you send me the campfire from, from uh, Chrono Trigger, which is very nice. Yeah. But, but when someone shows me something, I have to do something different. So even yeah, though I like yeah. it, you know, I have to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Thanks, anyway. I know. It's okay if you do it. <laughs> yeah, please don't find his email address and bombard him with images. That's what we're saying. Don't do that. It's not nice. You can send him praise, and if you made Ikaruga or whatever, and you're listening, <laughs> tell him as well. He'll have many questions for you in return. Uh, as always, uh, like us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Tom and Mad Attack. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already at TMAcast. And until next week when Tom will be back, game on. Thanks. Bye.